This is episode 137, Feeling Unhinged and Rebellious with Jen. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome, welcome to all of my new listeners and all the listeners that have been with me for a while. Last weekend, I taught my women's retreat and my coaching masterclass over here in Sydney, and it was just amazing. So big shout out to everybody who attended. I know a lot of you listened to the podcast and heard about it through the podcast. And I just love teaching here. I just feel like Australia continues to be an emerging market for personal growth and development and everything that I'm so passionate about. So I'll continue to come back. So Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. First, Third Love. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes AA through G and half cup sizes. And that is Third Love. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and feel great. Did you know that most old school bras only carry 15 sizes? Well, Third Love carries 60 sizes, including half cups. Never heard of half cup sizes? That's because no one else does it. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. To find the bra you've been waiting for, all you have to do is answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. Just takes 60 seconds. And you can try a Third Love bra. It's so comfortable, you might forget wearing it. And if you don't agree, Returns and exchanges are always easy and free. So go to thirdlove.com slash over it now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash over it and get 15% off your first purchase. And that sponsor obviously was just speaking to the ladies, but I have another sponsor I'm so excited about that is for everyone. Have you ever wanted to give a gift or make a memory that's just exceptional, extraordinary, totally unique, and will blow somebody away or capture the memory of something better than anything else? Well, I have an answer for you. It is Songfinch, which is a personalized gifting company that brings stories, feelings, and memories to life through one-of-a-kind song with the option to have a song created from scratch or to personalize an existing song foundation, their community of professional songwriters will handcraft the most personal gift you can give. And the offer that they're offering my listeners is the build from scratch option. Basically, you share your stories to help shape the song's lyrics. You select your song's mood, genre, vocalist type to shape the sound and then Songfitch will select the perfect songwriter to record your one-of-kind song from scratch. So personalized songs start at $99, but you're going to get a special discount and are delivered within seven days. There's a songwriting community of over 300 professional musicians and growing every week. And I love this. Think of how many musicians and artists are looking for work. And this is an amazing place where they get to share their gifts. So I love, love, love this. And your song lives on a personal URL called Your Story Homepage, where you can listen and download the song, read the lyrics, learn about your songwriter and share your song. So go to a song finch. That's S O N G F I N C H.com. Use the promo code 
over it for 10% off your personalized song from scratch. Again, songfinch.com. We'll put that in the show notes. Enter the code over it, 10% off. So speaking of getting over it, man, did I have to get over something recently? (sighs) Being the author of the book, Expectation Hangover, and the host of the podcast, Over It and On With It, continues to give me opportunities to walk my talk and practice what I preach. You know, it keeps me fresh, keeps me in the personal development gym. And I had a situation out here in Australia where I got a big expectation hangover. I came into a situation wanting one thing and thinking one thing was possible and that did not happen. In fact, not only did it happen, but the way it didn't happen triggered all of my rejection buttons. And I talk a lot on this show about our avoidance trap. We we want things and we talk about the things we want, but oftentimes we spend way more time avoiding the things we don't want and that's our avoidance trap. So mine's rejection. For other people, it may be loss of control, judgment, fear of what other people think, failing. There's, there's several. We can have a mix of them. But I just hate rejection. It just push, I mean, who doesn't? It just pushes a button. And in the past, it's been a really hard one for me to get over. And so when this particular thing happened, I knew that if similar things keep happening, our, that just means our soul wants to clear something and we're still hung up on something. And I call them do-overs. You know, the only way we really integrate and heal is when we are thrown back into a situation, we choose a different response. Uh, awareness and just processing our emotion often isn't enough. We need to be thrown back in a situation and choose to relate to it differently. And that's how we integrate change. So anyway, after this happened, I came home and the first thing I did was just feel my feelings. I'm a big advocate of feeling our feelings, not getting trapped in them, but feeling them. So I had a good cry. I had a good scream. I had a few pillows. I yelled, I yelled a little bit. I did some journaling. I looked at the projection. I looked at what it reminded me of because it wasn't about this particular situation. I mean, really, it was about the old button it pushed and also like not getting what I wanted, <laughs> expectation hangover. And so I felt like, well, I'll just, you know, stay home today and process this. And, and my intuition, my inner knowing was like, no, 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 no. You need to get yourself back out in the world. And so I cleaned up my face, had some puffy eyes, but threw on some mascara and put a cute outfit on and was like, all right, universe, like I am moving forward. I am not going to let this ish, this like trigger of rejection reinforce a pattern of isolation. Because oftentimes when we feel rejected, then we isolate and that just makes it worse. And I thought, I'm in Bondi Beach. I love it here. I'm going to go out and just let the universe take care of me. And I shared the, more of the details in my Insta story. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's Christine Hassler. But I ended up having the most awesome day, the most awesome afternoon, the most awesome evening. I was out till I don't even know, 1 a.m., just one thing after another between the things that happened and the people that showed up and the fun that I had and the places I ended up going to all because I just went out there with an open mind and open heart and thought, you know what, I'm going to like rewrite this story and just open up to what's next. Because often when we feel rejected, we focus too much on what we've lost and we get hung up in the past and we don't look ahead to, wow, maybe something that was massively in my way just got removed. You know, (laughs) maybe something just got, even though I don't like it, it was my preference. Maybe this big thing that was like a block or a clog in the flow in the direction I need to go just got ejected. And now the there's this open possibility. And that was my experience yesterday. So 
if you're feeling rejected, I encourage you, yeah, feel your feelings, but don't like swim in them, you know, let them out, feel them and then shake the energy off and go and live, really live because even though rejection is painful and even though it hurts and even though it feels like you've lost something, it is making room for something even better. But if you sit around feeling sorry for yourself and continue to reinforce the story that you did something wrong or something's wrong with you or blah, 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 then the possibilities can't come in because you're basically still in the energetic of rejection. So that's my personal over it and on with it journey for the week. I have another great caller for you today. We're again on the subject of getting over body image issues and having a healthy relationship with food. Our caller, Jen, has come a long way in healing her food and body related issues, but she still feels in her words, unhinged when it comes to food. She notices herself being completely rebellious and eating whatever she wants from a place of effort rather than from a place of true freedom. And she realizes she's making unhealthy choices when it comes to food. We cover a lot of ground in this episode, and I especially want to alert those of you who have ever endured any kind of abuse to really listen closely about 20 minutes into the call when I speak to Jen about some of the beliefs to let go of when it comes to her own sexual assault. As you're listening to this call, consider, do you struggle with truly loving your body? Do you feel comfortable in it, safe in it? Do you rebel when it comes to food and often get in a pattern of feeling unhinged when you stop restricting yourself? Did you grow up in a very strict religious or suppressed household? Is sexuality an area of your life where you feel satisfied and empowered? Or is it an area where you feel disempowered or kind of just numb? So keep all these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Jen. Jen, welcome to the show. What's your question? Thanks for having me, Christine. Um, my question is, I've done a lot of work around the relationship with my body and my relationship to food. I've listened to all your podcasts about this. They've all resonated with me in some way. I've also worked with an EMDR therapist to get to the root of what's causing a lot of my issues around my body and, and my relationship with food. And we've done a lot of work shifting that. And I feel like I'm the most comfortable I've ever been in my skin. I've really learned to accept my body as it is. And my relationship with food has changed. I don't have um, like anxiety around food anymore, but I'm not making the healthiest choices. Like I feel like emotionally, I'm in a much better place, but physically I'm not making, you know, the healthiest choices. It's almost like I've, I've become unhinged. Like mm-hmm. I've never allowed myself to really enjoy food. It's always been such a, like a anxiety fueled thing for me. And now that I've kind of gotten rid of that, I've just like, like I said, become unhinged and I just like eat whatever I want. And, you know, it's, I have a choice between salad or French fries. I'm going to order the French fries right. because the salad feels like I'm restricting myself and I don't want to go back to that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my question is like, I, I can't see what the block is to making healthier choices. And how long has this kind of unhinged behavior been going on? I would say probably the last six months or so, okay. maybe more than that, like within the last year. Okay. And has it impacted your body? Do you see your body shifting and then does that create judgment? Uh, yeah, my body's definitely shifted. I've put on weight. 
but it's funny. Like when I look in the mirror, I don't feel bad about it. I feel like I feel neutral about it. When I get on the scale, I don't have that feeling of like so much anxiety when I see the number or I've had to buy, uh, you know, a bigger jean size mm-hmm. and I haven't had any anxiety about that either. Okay. So then what's the problem? I really want to make healthier choices. Mm-hmm. I, every time I'm around healthy food, I feel like that's when the anxiety kicks in mm-hmm. because I feel like it almost feels so restrictive. Right. And I'm afraid of like falling back into those old patterns, but I also want to be healthy. Like my husband and I want, we want to start a family and I just want to make sure that I'm, you know, doing all I can Mm -hmm. to make sure that my body is healthy. Okay. And did you listen to episode 133 where I talked to Heidi about her sexuality? I did. I actually listened to it today. Okay. And did anything come up for you on that episode? Actually, I did. I wanted to cry. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to cry. It brought up like a lot of um, emotional things for me um, around my own sexuality about feeling um, like that was not something that was discussed when I was younger. It was something that was shamed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also also sexually assaulted when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got pregnant from that sexual assault. So there's a lot of shame around that and my body. Um, And that's definitely something I have explored in therapy, but I don't know. Maybe I haven't gone deep enough. I'm not sure. Well, your voice inflected on both of those statements. So the answer is probably yes. (laughs) Um, And and so with when you got pregnant at 18, did you terminate that pregnancy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... Knowing that you were sexually shamed, sexually abused, and you got assaulted, what primary belief do you think you made about your body? Um, I think that it's something that I never have felt fully safe in. Right. Um, that's something that comes up for me a lot. Okay. So if I don't feel safe in my body... Do you think that I have a lot of love for it or that I'm pretty pissed off about it? Pretty pissed off about it. Yeah. And if I'm pissed off at something or someone, do you think I want to treat it well or not? No, no. Right. So to me, that's at a lot of the core of this is you probably very early on. How old were you when the sexual abuse started? It was just one time it was a sexual assault and I was 18. Oh, you were 18. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said there was abuse too. Okay. You just had the sexual shame kind of happening. Mm-hmm. So let's talk right, about that. Right, in right. the in the shaming, okay. what sort of things were told to you? Uh, well, I grew up Catholic and, um, you know, no sex till you get married. Um, that if you sleep around you're promiscuous or considered a you know slutty or um that it's somehow wrong and bad um a lot of feelings of guilt and shame um around that okay and it just overall wasn't talked about right right okay 
And did you, um, did you wait until you were married to have sex? I know that there was the assault, but I'm saying by choice. Right, right. No, I didn't, which is actually an interesting um, situation. Is I lost my virginity to my husband when I was 16, and then we, you know, weren't together at college, and then we got back together after college, and then we got married. Okay. So when I lost my virginity when I was 16, um, there was a lot of shame. I remember feeling like so much shame and guilt around it. Like, I don't know if I was too young or I was so like afraid of so many things. Right. So immediately sex and pleasure became wrong. Yes. yes, Yeah, definitely. And when did all the body image and eating disorder stuff start? Um, well, I would say I definitely noticed it the most after the sexual assault Mm -hmm. happened, like Mm -hmm. definitely after I was 18, but growing up, I always, you know, heard my mom being super critical of her body and then just always feeling uh, uncomfortable in my own skin, like feeling awkward and tall and lanky Mm -hmm. and just like, I didn't like fit in with the other girl. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a long... But mostly I would say 18. Okay. So there's a lot of buildup. 18 was like the tipping point. But all the right, kind of... Right, the, right. The, the foundation was there. The overly critical mom of her own body and maybe yours. The, the shaming of sexuality. The feeling awkward in your own skin. So all of that started a criticism and disconnection about the body and a hatred. And then not only is this body awkward and doesn't fit in and shameful and all these things, but it gets me hurt. So, can you see how that was really the tipping point for, like, I hate this body? Yeah. And everything that goes with it. So, I'm going to starve it, criticize it, gorge it, abuse it. Yeah. Because it's gotten me nothing good. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is how I feel. So you believe a body is more for pain than pleasure? Yeah, I mean, it caused me a lot of of pain. Right. For sure. Right. For sure. So can you see why you've become a bit unhinged? It's not just about the fact that you've been restricted for so long. It's that you still have an effort attitude toward your body. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's like I don't care. Yeah. I want to, but I don't. Yeah. I just don't care. So tell me more about that and stay with that emotion. I don't care about you, body, because. Because you've caused me so much pain physically, emotionally just so much anxiety around my body, like all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like a constant thing on my mind. Yeah. What do you want from your body? It's really painful. It is really painful. What do you want from your body? Uh, um, I just, 
I want I want to love it. I want to feel like I'm in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times I'm outside of it. Mm-hmm. I don't love it or appreciate it. I, I look at it to hope like outside of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so yeah, I just wanna I wanna love it. I wanna be inside it and I want to like you said, um, with the call with Heidi that, you know, it's like a house and you're always working on the house, but you don't actually go in the house and enjoy it. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. And the only way you're getting any joy right now is French fries. (laughs) Yeah. That's how it feels. It does feel that way. So it feels like a lot of my joy and pleasure comes from food. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm rather than really being in the full experience of having a body. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know what that feels like. Like, I don't, I couldn't even tell you the last time I remember. Yeah. Remember feeling in it. Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some ways that you can do that because you said something earlier in the call that I wanted to come back to. You said you want to start a family. Yeah. If you're angry at your body, how pleasant of an environment is that for a baby to come into? Not pleasant. Do you think something's wrong with your body? If you think it only creates pain, do you think that's a great environment for pregnancy? No. 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 That's not what I want. And if you believe your body's broken in some way, then how are you going to get pregnant if you have this crap body that doesn't work and only causes you pain. Right, right. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And I really want to support you in getting pregnant and having that incredible magical experience that I'm sure a lot of women listening that have been pregnant are going, it's not magical. But when we think about it in terms of what the body can do, it is remarkable. It's one of the most simple, basic things, but it's truly remarkable. But before you turn your body over to a baby, I want you to enjoy it. So I want you to take getting pregnant off the table for a bit. Can you take it off for a bit? We're going to talk about some other things. Okay. Because it's, especially if that episode with Heidi really triggered something in you, there's one, your sexuality to explore, which is super important because if that area of your life isn't tapped and turned on and isn't thriving with your husband, then when a child comes in the situation, it could create even more disconnection from your husband, which isn't good for your marriage. You need that part. Yeah. And I have thought about that. Yeah. You need that part. I have thought about that. Mm-hmm. When you thought about it, what have you thought? That That is something I'm afraid of because, you know, if I feel like I don't want to have sex that often now, I always think like, what's going to happen when I have a baby and we're exhausted all the time mm-hmm. and you know, like if it's like this now, what's it going to be like when we have kids? Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to have sex? 
it's hard to answer that question. It's like, I don't know. I always feel like there's something holding me back or like there's something wrong with me that I don't want to, or I'm just like not in the mood. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, it's probably because you just haven't ever enjoyed it. All the shame and the guilt in this body causes me pain has just been in the way. So yeah, I gave I in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. So I gave Heidi some assignments in that call, which I encourage you to go back to. I'll have some more experts on the show, but the thing that keeps coming up for me for you is dance. <laughs> so why do you laugh? Because I'm probably <laughs> the least coordinated person I know. Well, I'm not talking about learning a routine. I'd actually love you to do, um, you know, S factor started it, but there's so many dance classes that are really for women empowering themselves around their sexuality. Um, S factor is the pole dancing classes, but there's all kinds of other ones out there in, in the world. Where do you live? I'm in New York. Oh, well there's S factor in New York. That's easy. Um, that would be a good start for you. Okay. That would be a good start in really having a different experience with movement and being in your body. Cause it's not about those classes aren't about learning routine and then performing it. That's not the kind of dance I want you to do. Right. right. That's a good thing. And so is, um, if you Google ecstatic dance or five rhythms, that's another good thing to do. But I want you to start to really throughout your day, notice things that feel good about being in a physical body. I want you to try to start getting pleasure in different ways. Like do a nice, like, okay, for example, just right now when you're on the phone, just roll your neck around really, really slow with your mouth slightly open and just feel the kinks and stuff come out and just kind of stretch it as you're rolling it around. How does that feel? Relaxing. Yeah. It feels good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like little things throughout the day that just make you feel good, that make you feel some kind of pleasure, some kind of relaxation, some kind of positive sensation in your body. So we start giving your mind other things to connect to you for pleasure other than French fries and food. Because the truth is that stuff doesn't make you feel that good anyway, because then you just judge it. If it truly was making you feel good, you wouldn't be on this call with me. (laughs) Right, right. And then I really want you to start talking to your body and writing apology letters and love letters because you have judged it as wrong and shameful and dangerous. Yeah. So let's look at the, let's see if we can, and I'm glad you've done EMDR. I'm glad you've done a lot of therapy, but I think you're right. There's a, there's a place you didn't, you didn't get to with it. 
if we were to look at the sexual assault from more spiritual perspective and look at it as why did it happen for you in terms of what it was here to teach you, what comes to mind? Um, so many things. Um, I think it taught me to learn to love my body. Um, and I'm still learning clearly. Um, I think it has taught me, um, well, it has a lot to do with the career I chose. I know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, What's the career you chose? A self-love coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, yeah. Well, um, we teach what we need to learn. Is your business thriving? Right. It's doing pretty well, yeah. Is it thriving? Um, no. Okay. It's, it's, it's in the... Um, the baby steps is doing better than it has been, but it's not where it could be, where I want it to be. Why do you think that is? Um, I think that I probably still have some work to do. Well, we all do. (laughs) But from my perspective, the, the biggest piece is like, okay, if I just sort of feel into it, it seems like you're coaching people to self-love very mentally. Mm-hmm. Like through their mind and affirmations and belief systems and all that. And that's great. That's an important part of self-love. But another important part of self-love is radical self-acceptance and pleasure and really enjoying being in a body, not just loving it, but like really enjoying it and getting the most Mm -hmm. out of pleasure that we possibly can. Yeah, that's not a topic I've discussed. I can't say I have. (laughs) Well, because you haven't embodied it yet yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I feel is the next step for you. And I okay. think also with the sexual assault, there's a deep lesson in, in forgiveness and in not being a victim. Like nothing was taken from you, Jen. You have to learn that just because that happened doesn't mean that person got a piece of you. Doesn't mean there was a part of you that was stolen or robbed. It doesn't make you impure. It doesn't make you a victim. I know, but sometimes it feels like it does. I hear you. And what's the payoff for hanging on to that feeling? Um... I guess protection. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit of protection, but it also 
gives that rebel part of you, that part of you that likes to feel unhinged, justification. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And like that's such a like theme throughout my life. I grew up in a really um, uh, chaotic household and um, very like strict. Like I, I had to be like the perfect daughter and I wasn't allowed to make any mistakes or you know, do anything bad. And so I definitely feel like there's a part of me that's like super rebellious and wants to, you know, eat whatever I want mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, I can, I can finally do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But if you weren't a victim and you weren't angry, then you wouldn't need to rebel. if you were embodied and in pleasure and if you reclaimed your body. Because that's the other thing. I don't think maybe you got to in therapy. I don't think you fully reclaimed your body and been like, this is mine. Yeah, I don't think so either. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would even know what that felt like. Mm -hmm. Well, part of it is going to be in starting to enjoy it more because I think, you know, I wouldn't want to reclaim something I hated, Right. but as you start to enjoy it more and find more pleasure in it and more acceptance of it, then you'll, you'll want to own it. Right. So has this given you some clarity? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What do you, what do you see now? I definitely see how detached from my body. I didn't think, I didn't think I was this detached from it, but it made me see that I am and that I still hate it in a way mm-hmm. um, because it's caused me so much pain and it, it makes me angry. Right. And I thought that <laughs> that was healed, but clearly there's still, some stuff there. Yeah. You can't mentally self-talk your way into self-love. In order to reattach and break through the belief that, that your body brings you pain, you must start experiencing pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right. So get into some S-Factor classes Use some of the coaching I gave Heidi in in your intimate relationship with your husband in self-pleasure. And when it comes to food choices, I think that naturally will shift as you start to find pleasure in other ways. Because you're not going to need this rebel anymore. And if you decide to have a French fry or chocolate ice cream, I want you to like make love to it. I want you to eat it slow and just enjoy every bite of it. Shift from the gorging kind of unhinged feeling to pure delight. Cause it's not what you're eating. It's how it's, it's not what you're eating. It's how you're eating it. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like I can't, I can't eat it fast enough because, like, God forbid, I feel 
mm-hmm. pleasure from it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I just want to eat it and like be done with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. This is going to shift your work too. Yeah. Because you're going to, you're going to embody your body. Right. Yeah. It's hard to have self-love without really enjoying being in our body. Yeah. And thinking that our body just brings us pain. So what do you want to thank your body for? Uh, um, I want to thank my body for getting me this far. Um, for kind of I guess, in a way, always being there for me. Um, and um, for being able to get up every morning and walk and mm-hmm. move and breathe. Yeah, can you tell your body that, yes, painful things have happened in our life, but it wasn't your fault? They were just all part of our soul curriculum. Stop blaming your body, Jen. Stop making it the enemy. Yeah. So your homework is to write an apology letter and a love letter. And read the love letter daily. And then S factor. And, and relationship with husband and self-pleasure. Okay. I could do that. How do you feel? I feel a little bit of relief mm-hmm. um, because I felt like I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. And then when I heard, when I listened to Heidi's podcast, like something in me was like, I have a feeling this is where things going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was interested to see like what, what you were going to say, but I kind of had a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely feel a sense of relief. Like I, I know where to go from here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop blaming your body for all the bad things that have happened to you. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Okay. And let yourself be sexy. (laughs) Yeah, that's also a foreign concept for me. Mm. No. (laughs) But that can shift. Right, you've got some exciting pleasure to go and have. (laughs) Yeah, very true. Yeah. I do feel excited about that. Beautiful. Well, your body deserves it. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Keep me posted. Thank you, Jen, for your courage and your vulnerability. And those of you listening, if you didn't listen to episode 133 with Heidi that I referenced in this episode, and you really connected this episode, go back and listen to it. We'll link that episode up in the show notes. And you can always find the show notes either on your app or go to christinehauser.com slash podcast. So let's break down this call. 
As you heard, Jen had already done a lot of work with this issue, which can often make things more frustrating because we feel like we've done so much work and it's like, oh, why is this still a problem? In fact, that was the subject of my blog last week. The title of that was, oh no, not this again. So if you missed that, you can go to christinehasser.com and read that one. So if you relate to this feeling of, oh gosh, I've been doing all this work and this is up again, well, cut yourself some slack. Remind yourself that growth and healing, especially when it comes to our biggie issues, is a process, not an event. See how far you've come. And if something is up again, that just means you're ready for the next level of healing. And I can assure you that freedom from whatever you're struggling with will come. There were times when I was getting off antidepressants that I felt like I made so much progress and then a wave of depression would hit me and I'd be like, no, come on, how am I not over this yet? How much longer is it going to last? But eventually I got to the deepest layer of it. And although I still have my days or times when I feel like I'm in a funk or I'm going through something that's bringing up sadness, like that whole story I shared with you in the opening. And if you skip the opening, you may want to go back and listen to my most recent over it and on with that expectation hangover story. But today, after all the work I did on depression, I never really struggle with actual depression anymore. So whatever is that biggie issue in your life that you feel like you just can't get free from, I promise you're on your way. Freedom is coming. Keep going. I cannot tell you exactly what you need to do or how long it will take, but there's no reason why you will suffer forever for the rest of your life with whatever it is you're suffering from or struggling with now. I truly believe, I truly believe, I've seen it so many times in my own life and the lives of thousands of people at this point, that we can heal anything or at the very least relate to it differently such that it does not cause so much suffering. And in Jen's case, even though she'd done a lot of work, we uncovered another layer. We found that she was really, really angry at her body and not truly forgiven it. And no wonder from a young age, she was shamed and told that the enjoyment of her body was wrong in a lot of ways. Then the cherry on top that really solidified the belief that her female body was not safe was being sexually assaulted. From that moment on, she decided her body was dangerous. So no wonder she was consistently fighting against it and in a lot of ways engaging in self-destructive behavior, everything from eating disorders to binging on unhealthy food. My coaching to her was very similar to my coaching to Heidi in episode 133, which was to find pleasure in being in a human body. We also had to address how angry she felt at her body and a lot of the self-love and body image work I see people doing, they try to jump right to loving their body without really acknowledging that maybe they're pissed off at it. We often cannot get to the love if we don't acknowledge the anger. I asked Jen, what do you want from your body? She said, I want to love it. I want to feel like I'm in it. I want to feel like I'm in it rather than outside of it. Yeah, she wants to enjoy it. And the only way she's enjoying it comes from food. But even that wasn't true enjoyment because then she beat herself up and once again, make herself and her body wrong. So my direction to her was really about addressing the anger and starting to replace it with more pleasure. I also asked her to take getting pregnant off the table for a bit for a couple of reasons. One, it's not a very loving environment for a baby to come into. You know, babies pick up on the mom's emotions in utero. So I kind of felt like with this, all this going on, she may have trouble getting pregnant and dealing with that kind of infertility that was related to the anger at her body. She just needs to spare herself of that. So that's why I just felt like it was so important for her to really mother herself, nurture herself and start loving her body and to work on her relationship with her husband, especially their intimate and sexual relationship. If her relationship isn't thriving with her husband, it could create even more of a disconnection from him, which is not great for a marriage. 
And I got to be honest, I see so many women fall into this. They kind of neglect their own sexuality, their own sex life. They have a baby, they get wrapped up in that and the marriage starts to suffer. You know, Jenny even acknowledged that this is already a problem. So this is something that's very important for her to put some energy into. Probably the most powerful moment in this call is when I assured her that just because she was raped did not mean that a part of her was taken or damaged or impure in any way. This was a huge moment for Jen and hopefully a very healing moment for those of you listening who've ever been abused. Now I asked her, look at the sexual assault as why did it happen for you? What was it here to teach you? When I asked this question, I am not minimizing or spiritual bypassing the trauma and awfulness of that situation. But eventually, to get out of the energy of being a victim, we must look at the lessons we learned or the catalyst and how it was useful in our life. Otherwise, we just continue to hold on to the pain. For example, in Jen's case, it's inspired her to become a self-love coach. And I know that experience will help her help others because she will be able to relate to their pain and be a way shower. So some takeaways from this call. Remember, growth is a process, not an event. Write out how far you've come and really look at that instead of beating yourself up about how far you have to go. Stop blaming your body. Stop being angry at your body and making it the enemy. Write an apology letter and a love letter to your body. I suggested dancing to Jen, not about learning a new routine or getting good at something, having a different experience of your body like S-Factor or ecstatic dance. You can Google ecstatic dance or five rhythms. No matter where you live, you can find something like this, or you can just do it online. There's always, 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 always a place to express in this way. And I emphasize to Jen, and this is a takeaway for you, that throughout the day, start to notice things that feel good about being in a physical body. Like at the gym this morning, I sat on one of those balance balls after my workout, and I just rolled my hips around on the ball, and oh, it just felt so good. So just little things like that. And then I went and had this amazing breakfast, because Brecky in Australia is just like, they know how to do it, on this paleo loaf bread with this this like vegan holidays, holidays, yes, holiday sauce. And I just savored every moment of it and then just felt the sunshine on my body. So this little things throughout the day that give you some kind of pleasure and positive sensation to start giving the mind body connection of what feels good other than just food. So pleasure, 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 get pleasure in your body. All right, everybody, I hope this call was helpful to you. I hope that you got a lot out of it. If you did and you're inspired, please share it. That's how we help the show grow. And before I sign off, I want to tell you about another great podcast that you can find on the network. I'm on podcast one, which is Susie Orman. Susie Orman has been one of my favorites. I started reading her books, gosh, in my twenties about getting financially savvy. So you can join financial guru Susie Orman with her podcast, Women and Money, every Thursday on podcast one. Ask Susie, all of your questions as she helps you become more empowered with your money. You can download Susie Orman's Women and Money Show at Podcast One and Apple Podcast. And also, everybody, just a reminder to leave a rating and review for not only my show, but other shows that you enjoy on the podcast network because that really helps the shows grow and helps other people find the shows. Until next time, everybody, I'm sending you much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. 
Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 